This is Dante Pettis, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. I am Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man. And before we get started, just another quick reminder, guys if you want to support us and you would like a free pro membership at rosterwatch.com or at least a chance at a free pro membership at rosterwatch.com, put the pod on pause right now. Go into Apple Podcasts, just scroll down, give us a five star review and rating there in Apple Podcasts. Once we get up to 400 and we're well on our way, thanks to y'all, uh, we're going to select a few of you guys to give free one-year pro memberships to at rosterwatch.com, which will get you access to all the in-season tools, all the preseason stuff, of course, the epic cheat sheets, the strength of schedule sheets, the offensive line rankings, basically the whole suite of draft tools, the preseason DFS stuff that was you know so profitable last year and will continue to be profitable this year with the insane knowledge that we're going to have from like the training camp tour where we'll be giving you that information on the pro podcasts also in season i mean the matchup tool snap counts touches targets touchdown dependency trash man's fantasy fallout byron's uh, premium trade cast the waiver wire cheat sheet the dfs cheat sheet the hyper dfs professional lineup generator the vegas tool the list goes on and on and on and on you get all that for free for one year if you're selected as one of the reviewers in Apple Podcasts once we get to 400. And you make sure and leave your Twitter handle and or Instagram handle there on Apple Podcasts so we know how to get a hold of you if your, tweet, if your uh, review is uh, chosen as one of the winners. With all that being said, Trash Man, what the hell's going on, brother? Not too much, man. I'm actually, I'm actually down here in Beaumont picking up a, picking up a dog. You know our buddy, uh, a, a dog, huh? Yeah. A new one? A new new to me. <laughs> well, hold on. So you but did your old dog die? Well, one of my old dogs died. One of my dogs passed away in October. Rest in peace, Biscuit. Um and my sister took this dog off this woman who she works with, um, because she wasn't ready for a new dog after her dog died, and it's this great Pyrenees puppy. And oh, it's a great Pyrenees? Yeah. And it you're, like it, you're gonna it, be the weirdest looking fucking guy around town <laughs> walking around with the great Pyrenees <laughs> trash man. <laughs> well they, if, you know, they were gonna keep it, but like, you know, um my sister takes care of my mom and it pulled my mom over when she was walking in, so they're like, Oh, we gotta get this dog out of here. So then they of course they call me to come get it. Um so I guess I have a great Pyrenees puppy. Unless I don't know, I might I might try to see if there's someone, you know, who'll Oh, no, you ought to keep it. What kind of dog do you have left now? So uh, you had like a pug, right? Was it the pug that died? No, it was a boxer. Um, Okay. No, I have a Greyhound lab mix at home. Yeah, that great – so is the Great Pyrenees a boy or a girl? It's a girl. 
I had a male Great Pyrenees when I was growing up, whenever I was, uh, you know, a young boy. Like, we, we got him. He, he, he was my first dog. We got him when I was, like, you know, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And that dog was awesome, dude. They, they are super wooly. They, they, <laughs> they like, you, you don't realize what a protector they are of the house. But I remember that dog, one day it did this thing where it literally, it was so big and strong that it, I guess it found a dead deer, like, back in the woods. And it literally like pulled it all the way up to the back porch and like left it there, you know, was leaving it there for us. It's like a gift. Uh, hopefully she doesn't bring any, you know, dead deer or anything like it back to the house. But I mean, she's what? She's like six months and she's 60 pounds. Uh, she's going to be a big one, I think. Beaumont, Texas, you know, we had Scott Barrett from Pro Football Focus here on the pod the other day, and he's actually moving down to Houston because – one of the reasons why is he has a girlfriend in, in Beaumont, um, <laughs> and he decided that he that at age like he's like in his late twenties, I think, and he like he's he he decided he could not live in in Beaumont at this point in his life, and I told him that he was probably right in, in making that consideration. At this point, any point really. <laughs> Although I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll say this, Beaumont, I feel like it's a good place to be from. But, yeah, from is the operative Not word. a good place to move to. <laughs> no. Well, we'll see how that Great Pyrenees fucking treats you, man, right in the middle of the, right in the, middle of the summer. They, they, they're definitely not one of these shed-free species, I'll tell you that much for damn sure. Right, yeah. Well, I have uh, a room, so. All right, well, hold on. Do you, you have a what? A Roomba. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, trash, man. I'm sure. I'm sure you got it for free. Um, there, there were a couple of players that you said you wanted to talk with. You just want to get started on it. But I think maybe one of the guys we should mention, we talked last week about Darius Slayton and how we thought he might contribute for the number three role. But it turned out you were right, Trash Man. Reports coming out of New York saying it's looking like Corey Coleman has a strang- stranglehold on that thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Darius Slayton. I just don't think he's polished enough as a receiver yet to take the number three job over someone like Corey Coleman, who I think has similar um, attributes and has just been around um, longer and knows the offense, knows offense is better, pro offense is, is better. I, go ahead. No, just continue. I mean, but as we know, Corey Coleman it has a hard time staying healthy, so. It could be, it could be, it could be a short, a short time at the top for him. I just don't, I mean, here's the thing about Corey Coleman though. It's not like he's, it's been consistently an arthritic knee or something like that. You know what I mean? Or it could be like, it's like, it's always different shit. He always breaks a hand or tears a shoulder or gets a hamstring or something like like, that. It's not like, he's like Mr. Glass from uh, (laughs) Unbreakable. Yeah, he's he's like he he's like Ryan Matthews, you know. It's just like everything, you know. He's just like broken everything. You just wonder what yeah. what the what what the hell's going on? Um, well, they say said, they say they heal stronger, right? The bones heal back stronger, right? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you said you you said that there was some news about Dante Pettis. I can't figure out what that. Well, hey, wait, but before we talk about that, who do you think's going to play more out of the slot? For the for the Giants, have we talked about that before? Because no. when I made the strength of schedule tool, I just I don't. I mean, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate are both slot wide receivers. What the what, what are they doing? I think completely redundant pieces like that is that they just know that they need these little these little kind of 
miniature punies running around there because Eli Manning can't push the football down the field. But I saw this video yesterday. I should retweet it from the Roster Watch account. It was, I think it was like Ian Hart, Ian Harditz from. Oh, I forget where he's from. I've heard him on podcasts before, but like, so I recognized his name when I saw the uh, the tweet. I'll make sure I retweet it from Roster Watch. But it was like a mashup of some of Eli Manning's most egregious throws to Odell Beckham during the 2018 season. It was just like it brought me back as, as an Odell Beckham owner or somebody that played him in DFS or just you know, over the course of the last few years, how pissed I would get at Eli just with how open Odell would be and just about how this dude would just fucking he couldn't get him he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Were, do, do they realize that? And so now they're just saying we want to get these low average depth of target guys, these slot receiver type guys. To where well, I think we can make it well, more accurate. The idea is that the first option is always going to be Saquon Barkley, and then if that doesn't work out, they've got these they've got these um, puny shrimps to to p- pass the ball through. I have um, no interest in either of these idiots, man. I I mean, no interest. In, I, I, think I think in PPR they could be serviceable. I'm PPR. not. I, we're not getting any of them using the cheat sheet. They're just they're, <laughs> there's there's absolutely no way, man. I mean, uh, like. To I mean, coming um, off of what he had, he had 66 catches, 872 yards last season. I mean, that's not, that, that's not bad. Uh, I, I think he'll, I think he'll reach a thousand yards. You think, you think, th- do you want to make a bet on that? An over sure. under a thousand yard bet? Sure. All right. So what do you want to make it Two Jersey Mike's sandwiches? We, we, <laughs> we still need to make up for the, I still have my list of our bets from last time, trash man. And I have a feeling that you owe me a few Jimmy John sandwiches. Let me just look at them. I got one right here above my desk. Let's see. This will be fun to look back on. All right. So let's, so let's book three Jimmy John sandwiches. Um, okay. So here we have with trash man. These were for, these were each for five Jimmy John sandwiches. The Chicago Bears win over, and these were both preseason last year. Let me write this one down, though. Okay, so we're going to say Sterling Shepard over 100 yards. Three over a thousand yards. I'm sorry, Sterling Shepard. We can do 100 yards if you want. Over, I I say under 1,000 yards. Under 1,000 for three, and and we use Jersey Mike's these days. Those oh, those guys at Jimmy John's. Those guys at Jimmy John's have gotten way too jerky. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, Does Jersey Mike's deliver though? I don't want the people from Jimmy John's touching my food or moving anywhere <laughs> with it. Do they even make them wear gloves at that jerky place? I don't think they do. Or that's Thundercloud. They don't make you wear gloves. Um, but if you don't wear gloves, you have to wash your hands between each sandwich. Which I'm sure they do. Yeah, right. You gotta you 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 gotta police it yourself, trash man. Trust me. <laughs> around this town, did you see in Austin, man? Did you see the new? Did, I'm sure you're just in huge favor of these uh, of 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 the new homeless rules they, that they put through city council yesterday. Oh no, I, I wasn't aware. I was on I was oh. on the road yesterday. Oh. Sit anywhere, sleep anywhere, tents anywhere, as long as it's not obstructing a public byway. <laughs> as if we, as if we, Jesus, it's like everybody moves here from California and they vote in this stuff from California that's like ruining cities like San Francisco. Uh, you know, like it's the reason that they left and they come here and they want to vote for these policies. It's just unbelievable. But yeah, so intensity and tent city coming to downtown Austin, Texas. Um, I'm sure you'll be a fan. All right. So regardless, uh, 
over seven wins for the Chicago Bears. We had a five Jimmy Johns bet on that. I'm pretty sure that the Bears won more. The Bears won like ten games last year, so that's five Jimmy Johns sandwiches for me. Juju Smith-Schuster with more fantasy points over the course of the season than Amari Cooper for five Jimmy John sandwiches. I believe now that's ten Jimmy John sandwiches that you owe me. What was Ryan, it? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster have more fantasy points on the season than Amari Cooper. I said Juju. You said Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at ten Jimmy John sandwiches now. Um, Ryan Grant will be the number two receiving weapon for the Colts. That was a three Jimmy John sandwich bet. Let's go just go ahead and look and see. I'm not even sure he was the number two receiver. Well he got in he got injured. He got Does injured it, last season. Well let's see. Uh let's see. Does it even matter? Let's see. I don't think we had any injury any sort of injury stuff. Um that's part of the that's part of the part of the bet, right? Let's see. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think he would have been the number two had he not gotten injured. Ryan Grant, Ryan Grant played for 14 games last year. The number two receiver was Chester Rogers. 485 yards and two touchdowns as opposed to Ryan Grant, 334 yards and one touchdown. We're at 13 Jimmy John sandwiches. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I had the under on 1049.5 yards. Now he was injured. He was not, he was injured, but he was injured after the trade, right? Demarius. Still a good bet by me here. Let's see. I know he went under because that's when I booked in Vegas as well. That you told me at the time was donkey. He went for 677 yards. So now we're at 15 total Jimmy John sandwiches. The next one is going to be too hard for us to break down right now because I don't have the snap counts, touches, and targets tool um, pulled up. But if you want, we can just call it 15 Jimmy John sandwiches because this one is Yeldon is going to have less. I I told you that TJ Yeldon is going to have less than 33% of the snap count for the Jaguars. And Carlos Hyde was going to have less than 25%. And I think both those are probably right. I have no clue. I don't propose 15 Jimmy John sandwiches, trash (laughs) man. All right, so we have this bet for three more. Sterling Shepard, I have him for under 1,000 yards. And you know just where this thing goes, trash man, right above the old desk. I keep my, I keep, I, I got to keep track of these bets so I can collect, collect, collect. Um, all right, so moving on there from the uh, moving on there from the trash heap that is the New York Giants wide receiver core and the trash heap that's soon to be downtown Austin, Texas. <laughs> what else? Do you, you wanted to talk about Dante Pettis, right? Well, yeah, it just looks like he's you know shaping up as the 49ers' number one receiver. Well, shaping up as the shaping. They're saying that he's going to play a lot in the X, which to me is like they they. They don't really – don't a lot of those wide receivers seem like they're the same? I mean, to me, that seems a lot like Golden State, Sterling Shepard, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel. Is, is Marquise Goodwin just yeah, a screaming Samuel, out of you? Samuel and uh, Pettis don't seem that similar to me. 
what's so much different to me? They seem like both guys did their best probably to operate out of the slot and operate out of the Z wide receiver position and just guys that I never thought of Dante Pettis as a primarily slot receiver. Oh, you did? I mean, I thought that he's – I thought he had great – I thought he would be great on option routes and, and and stuff like that. That was my read on him coming out. That wasn't your read on him coming out? No, I mean, and not, and not looking – and not – well, when the 49ers came down to Texans camp, that it didn't – that's not what it looked like. Well, what did it look like to you? I mean, it looked like, you know, he was you a guy who played on the outside. Receiver, pure outside I mean, they moved, they moved him around, but, I mean, but primarily, yeah. He, was, he just, wasn't – Prime, he I'd wasn't like to, a slot guy. I'd like to see what his let's see. Let's see what his slot um let's see what how often he was in the slot last year. So let's see. Um so snap percentage in the slot. Snaps in the slot. Go to Pro Football Focus to look this up. Um Yeah, I mean he's not here in the top fifty. Let's see the top 200 Pettis. Yeah, you're right. I mean, let's see. 100, so 104. I, trash, man. He played out of the slot for 39.8% of his snaps. Almost, well, I, guess, I said they moved, they said they moved him around, but he wasn't, he wasn't primarily out of the slot. So what do you think I mean, about – Where I saw him make most of the plays wasn't out of – most of his plays wasn't out of the slot. I mean, um, is, 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 is Marquise Goodwin still a San Francisco 49er? Yes. Why, why does nobody talk about him anymore? Um, I feel like he was, you know, maybe injury plague last season. Well, I mean, it was the concussions, and yeah, I mean, he, he definitely had his injuries. Let's see, he, it was a – he signed a three – yeah, because he, he did. He signed a three-year deal that takes him through the 2021 season. It looks like they can probably – get out pretty easily of this deal next year, but I'm not sure, man. Um, he's going to be around for a while. I just, I just, which I just, I worry about Dante Pettis. We're, we're going to be expecting big, big jumps out of this offense. Well, Mark, he's for, for, for expected to play like a more of a gadget utility role. Um, okay, well, fine. Like, but George, George Kittle's still there. Debo's still there. I just, I wonder just with, you know, if we're expecting this big leap out of Jimmy Garoppolo and Shanahan's offense in the, what, is this their, is this their third year? I think it's their third year. Yeah. They, like, they need to get things going, and I understand, but it's like, if we're going to be depending on this leap and just counting on it, it's like, can we continue to take George Kittle at the end of the second round of these drafts? Dante Pettis in the fifth of the sixth round of these drafts. Debo Samuel, wherever he's going. You know, we're not getting much of him, but Debo Samuel, wherever he's going in these drafts. You know, like no, some of these guys aren't going to pay off. I mean, well, you know, people were talking about Garoppolo as the second coming of Joe Montana, you know, when he, when he, when he busted out the scene. I, I mean, I feel like it should be, I mean, it should be a pretty high octane offense. I I get it, I get it, but it's like I just wonder if I just wonder if all these guys are going to be able to pay off where they're being taken right now. Debo Samuel, I mean, you can get him at the very end of these drafts. You can get him at, I mean, yeah, nobody's who's dra- nobody's drafting Goodwin. No one's Sam- drafting Goodwin. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Goodwin and Debo Samuel are two spots apart. Eight, like wide receiver sixty and wide receiver sixty two, they are free. I mean, I, it's just Pettis and um, Kittle right now. 
I feel. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, 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 that's fair enough. So Pettis, wide receiver 35, right there in the kind of Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, Cortland Sutton, Nikhil Harry, Marvin Jones territory. Do you have a, do you have a, a preference of Dante Pettis versus any of those guys? Like, how do you stack those? Let's just take these guys. Christian Kirk, Dante Pettis, Cortland Sutton, Nikhil Harry. I think Harry and Pettis are around the are around the same the same spot. And you don't like uh, Kirk more than them? I don't know. Well, there's I feel like there's a lot more competition in Arizona than there is in 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 How? San Larry Fitz is too old. Hakeem Butler's no good. You don't you don't like Butler at all? No, I mean I kinda like Butler. He's pretty he's he's actually pretty good. And 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 um the but, kid uh, what, he's a he, he's a he, he's a fourth round pick I, I i worry more about andy isabella that's what i'm talking about andy isabella and i mean david johns is going to catch a lot of passes no not not worried about christian kirk he's too awesome man i've seen him too much i've you've seen him too much no, I, mean, I love christian uh, kirk he's he we love him let's not forget that like, let's not forget why we loved him. He's going to be awesome in that offense. We've seen too much of this offense. We've seen guys just like Christian Kirk thrive in this exact offense and his predecessors. It's a Christian Kirk kind of offense. He's an awesome prospect. If this team is going to blow up or at least, you know, regress I mean, do you, positively. Do you, like, do you like a Kyler Murray with Christian Kirk more than a Garoppolo and Pettis connection? Oh, for fantasy? Yes. 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 I love, love, love getting Kyler Murray, and we're going to own a ton of him. All all of Roster Watch Nation is. I feel like we're trying to put on Garoppolo a little bit. Look, man, you can get get Garoppolo. You you can take Kyler, and then, I mean, I don't know if this is the way the ADPs dictate it, but I certainly know there have been plenty of drafts where I've taken, like, Kyler Murray in the 12th round, and the simulations have me taking Garoppolo later. Um, that could just be because he happened to fall, but and it could be because it, you know we've artificially placed Kyler Murray pretty high up on the cheat sheet because we want a lot of exposure to him because you can get that exposure super cheap. No, I mean you know? I like Kyler Murray as a quarterback fantasy quarterback prospect. I'm just talking about yeah. Garoppolo deep to Pettis versus Murray deep to Kurt. I love Kyler Murray deep to anybody over Jimmy Garoppolo deep to anybody. I've seen them both throw live. Okay. Do you, I mean, it's just people don't, I, I feel like, people I feel don't like realize dropped, about Kyler Murray. I feel like Garoppolo like, had a down Kyler year. Murray drops fucking dimes, dude. Like, I understand did you see that. him dropping those I, into Hollywood yeah, Brown last year? Yeah, I understand that. I just feel like Garoppolo had a down year last year, and people have forgotten about how well he did um, the previous year. Well, it wasn't a down year. It was he was injured. Exactly. I mean, like, he wasn't – I mean, like, no one was – it's a, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of kind of league for fantasy purposes, and I just feel like I feel like Garoppolo has has an upside that people are forgetting about. I I mean what what what, what you're talking about is whenever he came in after the trade for the last five games of the 2017 season, yeah, and just ripped off however many of those, you know, however many of those. But I mean, he like he didn't he won a down year. Last year, it was the. I mean, but down by the fact that like he just didn't. I think he got hurt and 
Yeah, he was hurt. He was injured. Week two or something? Was it preseason? No, week, week three against the Chiefs. Um, yeah. I mean, I, know, I, th- I think he's better than a lot you of the You can own them both. You can own he's them both. better than a lot of the quarterbacks. Just take, just, just take Jimmy Garoppolo with your last pick in your draft. If you love I mean, him that much, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that Gravelo Pettis connection has some high upside there. And you like it better than Kyler and Christian Kirk? I don't know that I like it better. I, I think it might be more consistent. You want to make another bet on it? Total fantasy points for both players end of season? No. <laughs> You're well, tired of know, these Jersey well, Mike's because bets. Because I know. Because I know. Because I know. <laughs> See, the thing is, you wrote me into these bets that I don't even, you know, I'm not even thinking about. Um, I, no, I know that Kyler Murray's going to do a lot on the ground. I, I don't, no, I'm not, I'm not throwing that in there. Which of these other guys did you want to talk about? You see, you see, you had a couple guys. Was it Tariq Cohen or was it, uh, there was somebody else. Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen doesn't expect his role to change. Oh, Byron brought that up yesterday too. I don't know. What, like, how do you feel about that? Uh, he isn't a guy that we're getting much of on the cheat sheets. Every now and then, every now and then, we're faced with a decision for Tariq Cohen. Um, it's usually it's 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 funny because we're, we 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 are getting so much Christian Kirk. Uh, I put Tariq Cohen on the same line there as Christian Kirk in case a running back did fall there, and you wanted to um, you wanted to not maybe not reach a little bit there for Christian Kirk if you'd gone a little bit lighter on running backs to start i thought that Tariq cohen right there in the same pocket was somebody who you could make that choice between what do you i mean do you think that him saying his role is not going to change is good news do you think it's fake news do you think it's pseudo events (laughs) i mean i think it's a good thing especially in ppr leagues i mean when he, he had 91 receptions last year for 725 yards I think, I mean, if he does anything similar to that, I mean, I think that's a win. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, at, at camp last year, it was the Tariq Cohen, right. Anthony Miller show. Yeah, Can I mean, like, all right? day. What? I mean. Oh, no, seven, seven, 71 receptions. Yeah, okay, 71. No, I was 90, no, it was 91 targets, sorry. Okay, no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, I was just uh, I was I was like Jesus Christ! I didn't know he had like a Saquon receipt receiving year because I thought Saquon had might have had like ninety five. But anyway, can continue. Yeah, so I mean, I don't I don't think that David Montgomery is is a much of a pass catcher. Um, I'm not sure he is either. I think Mike Davis is. Yeah, Mike Davis is. But do you think Mike Davis is going to beat out Montgomery? Mike, Mike Davis says, like, I'm just going to shut the fuck up and let you all see what I'm going to be doing because, like, I got my shit – like, my shit's going to be hot this year. Mike Davis acts like they, they, they have a plan for that guy <laughs> himself. Um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully get to go out to Bears camp uh, again this season and, and, and see what's going on out there. But if it's anything like last season, it was all three Cohen, all Anthony Miller – um, I, you know, I, I like Cohen. I, I, especially in PPR leagues. I mean, if you're getting over, I mean, he's going to, I think, I mean, he's going to put over a thousand all purpose yards again this season. We're going to have the best, yeah. How do you see him back? We're going to have the best training camp tour 
content for you guys that we've ever had this year with the way that things are starting to get planned out early and in advance and we can kind of see it coming together it's going to be really cool so we're going to as always have the best information straight from these camps seeing all these guys live the way that we uh the the way that we always want to when we're making these cheat sheets and making our decisions kind of splitting these hairs and 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 doing the damn thing the way that we do because as byron says we are relentless we are shameless and we're a bunch of fucking dogs right trash man <laughs> i can only speak for myself on that matter um you're, you're you're about to have a house filled up with fucking dogs yeah well I, it wasn't it wasn't long without two of them I'm, t- I'm telling you man whenever like going from one dog to two dogs sort of helps a little bit because yeah. they can play with each other going from t- going from two to three is basically just like going from um like going from just like jumping off a, a diving board into a pool to going into like jumping off the fucking Golden Gate Bridge into the San Francisco <laughs> Bay. <laughs> it really is. Going to that third dog ruins everything. Um, Jalen Samuels is the other guy that you want to talk about. So what is it about? What is that about him? He, we've been getting a ton of him in the 12th round of these, uh, of these early drafts, and hopefully we're going to be able to continue. What do you think? Uh, well, he's just been he's working on his speed this offseason to become a more pure runner. Um, I think maybe he starts to see more action as a change of pace, you know, passing down back to James Conner, who, who last season, you know, they kind of saw what it was like to run him into the ground, and he started to wear a, a bit as the season went on. I don't, I don't think they're going to take that chance Again, this year, I think Samuel's going to see quite a bit more action, especially with the wide receiving core being kind of up in the air as it is. Um, although Dante Moncrief um, reportedly is nailing th- down that number two role. They act like he has nailed it down. And I've talked to somebody <laughs> that's close to, the pit, clo- close to that team, and I had to, I had to change, the, change the cheat sheet. He, says yeah. you guys, he, he said you guys need to be on Dante Moncrief for fantasy this year just get out ahead of it and so that's what i mean i know you've always been a dante moncrief guy i've always sort of i've always been a little bit of a dante moncrief detractor even going back to his his prospect days i'm not to be honest i'm not sure really who was who was right at at this point (laughs) trash man between you and me i think he's probably he hasn't been as good as you thought he hasn't been as bad as i thought i think that it's kind of somewhere in the middle you know, he had some he had some good runs there um, in Indianapolis. Only, but not never for volume, only no. for situational, right? And they're acting like the vo- a little bit more volume could be there this year. And we know situationally, he's. I like, mean, well, for, make up for, for some reason, he's always been really good. Antonio Brown. They got to make up for losing Antonio Brown. It's a lot of targets. No, no, it's yeah, it's it's a it is a ton of targets. I mean, they have to, to be to be completely honest. I know that it's not from. You know, I know we can't take the data from last year, but if you go even go two years back, it's like you got. If we're looking historically, you kind of got to take out all the targets from Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. You right. know, it's like it's it's, it's crazy that like there are a lot opening up. Of course, Connor will take some of those. We think J- Jalen Samuels will take some of those. There we have James Washington, who just we always figured he would need a year, but we loved him coming out. It just it doesn't seem like it's really clicking for him. You know. Him and Lamar Jackson are two guys we're waiting for things to just click for, and it just seems like there's 
every time they come out of camp saying like, oh, I'm going to go work with fucking Tom well, Howes or I go work with this guy. Kind of, I think he's kind of redundant to Juju. I think he's a similar type of player. And then they bring in Deontay Johnson, who the more you kind of look at his tape from Toledo, he's like, yeah, not too high on him before this process, not too high on his measurables. But when you look back, you're like, ah, I can kind of see what old Colbert saw in him. You know, and you always want to trust with what that with that what Kevin Colbert sees in these wide receivers, just with the with the wild success he's had. You know, cherry picking these guys in the in the kind of the day two ish type of wide receivers over the course of the last half decade, decade or so. Yeah, um, I mean, I just like Moncrief. I mean, he's a he's a red he's a primary red zone option. The 2019 Roster Watch Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy football players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch cheat sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Rosterwatch cheat sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical, it's mystical, it's mythical! The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet only at rosterwatch.com. Let's do a simulation using version 1.8 of the cheat sheet. I updated it yesterday after Byron and I had a long conversation about uh, the slotting of some of these players on here. Whenever, uh, if you hear this, if you didn't hear the podcast I think it was called Devin Funch's Cats and Dogs. Go back and listen to that one, and you can hear our discussion about that and some of the some of the changes I made here to it. Before I do, though, Trashman, let me just ask you. Byron spoke for you saying that neither him or you are as high on Devin Funchess as I am. Is that true? Yes. We talked about that a little bit. You know, what was it? Maybe that's how he knew that you weren't. You're just, you just don't even like him in round 11 or 12. You just don't even like him then. Oh, 11 or 12, that's fine. How can you like what Dante Moncrief did in Indianapolis and project that forward to Pittsburgh, but not, not, not at least think that Devin Funches could operate in that similar kind of role as your wide receiver five? I'm, well, I think the context in which we were talking about Funches was something marginally different than that. Well, what was the context then? I think we were talking about some other. Well, and I don't. I think Paris Campbell. I think is a better receiver. I look. Fun- Paris Campbell's a better prospect for sure. But is he? I mean, is is, is he really going to come in and just be used all over the place and just hog I mean, all these targets and, T. Y. and stuff? T. Y. He seems, he seems more like a T. He seems like more like an eventual T. Y. Hilton replacement. T. Y. Hilton is still there. I mean, like if I mean. If Funches, you know, you bring him in, you think of him as 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 for fantasy. You're not going to use him except on your buys or in beautiful matchups. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying in that offense, I mean, you you plan on him to be what, like a red zone option, but then they already have, they already have tight ends they can use in that role. I just, I'm not really sure. He just seems like the odd man out uh, a little bit for me in that offense, but at at least compared to some of the um, receivers that, you know, you're drafting ahead of it. So much regression coming for coming for Eric Ebron. I've just I'm I'm I am I am trying my damnedest to get him off my dynasty team. I just I do not want him in this one dynasty league. This tight end premium, and I can't even I can't even sell him 
for for what he should be worth because everybody knows that that's going to re- re- regress. Do you want to do all right? So let's do a twelve team uh, draft simulation here for a PPR league snake draft. How do you want the roster positions? Byron always likes it. You know, two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex. Do you want I always to like three wide receivers and one flex? Yeah. Okay. And we'll be drafting here against the mock draft data from updated mock draft data from Fantasy Football Calculator and the ADPs from MyFantasyLeague.com, RT Sports, and Fantrax. I can't wait till we can start pulling in Yahoo and ESPN, CBS Sports data. It's gonna the sheet will shift a little bit once that begins. I think it always does, but for now. These things are humming. We'll use PPR version 1.8 of the cheat sheet. We'll pick from slot. I, I didn't even ask you, Trashman. Are you okay? It looks like it, we're picking from slot five. Should I change it? Five is fine. Five is fine. Okay, so it looks like we're going to get Melvin Gordon here at five. Melvin Gordon at five. Hmm. I, I, I know you like David Johnson better. There's going to be some content that you have coming out regarding that. And I mean, I, look, I'm open to that. But Byron and I talked about this yesterday. We're just getting so much Kyler Murray. We're getting such a good amount of Christian Kirk. I don't want to be loaded up completely with all of Roster Watch Nation on the Cardinals in case this thing goes all the hell sideways. I want the investments to be in, in these guys that we can get a, get a lot later if we're going to have a big investment in that team. And I, I, I like having, you know, a sixth slash seventh round pick and a twelfth round pick, maybe tied up in Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk. And in that situation, I don't, I don't mind having some some David Johnson, but I think for the structure of the sheet, it only makes sense to have Melvin Gordon ahead of David Johnson because that's how the ADPs are right now, anyway. Mm. So if we were to push David Johnson to, uh, over him, it would give us a disproportionate amount of David Johnson simply because it, it would go against ADP. And of course, we know that this what that's what this sheet is is leverage against ADP. Talking Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers earlier, former Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver Antonio Brown falls to us at pick 2.8. How do you feel about him? Ah. Are you happy with him as your number one receiver? Yes. Yes. For this year. Not in Dynasty. You're not worried about David Carr. Derek Carr. (laughs) I'm worried about David, too. (laughs) No. Thanks. I'm so thankful I don't have to worry about him anymore. In this, in this, uh, I mean, yes, there's a little bit of worry. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna have worry about any of these guys, man. I think when you fall to the kind of Antonio Brown, um, you know, Mike Evans. I think any like you, you might worry about more Chris Godwin for Mike Evans or how you know what the new offense is going to be like. Even T.Y. Hilton, like with the touchdown upsides, hurt a little bit by. By your boy Devin Funches or your boy Paris Campbell, et cetera, et cetera. So I think with a lot of those guys, I mean, I think I saw that Devontae Adams, you know, Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Julio, Beckham, and Juju. I think there's small question marks you can be AJ Green in that conversation? No. Nah, you, you, you have many more questions about AJ Green, I think. Mm. Who would you rather pick here? The Chi's giving us a choice between T.Y. Hilton and Leonard Fournette. I mean, I would, I would, I would go with Hilton just based right. based on recent history. 
Let's go with Hilton. I I would I, I personally would have gone with Fournette there, but I'm fine either way. I think the sheet the cheat sheet will give us another running back since we did that, and it certainly will. Derrick Henry available here um, at the turn. And then look at this trash man. I've never had this happen. I've never had this happen. Aaron Jones at pick Aaron. five point five. How huh. do you feel about Aaron Jones? We never get him. He just fell to such value that we're going to get him. So. Looks like well, I think, he's a, I, think he's a, I think he's a more – I think he's got a higher upside than a Jamal Williams. Yeah. Mark Ingram here at pick 6.8. Oh, God. Well, he has a much higher upside than, than, than Jamal Williams for sure. At pick, seven point, uh, pick 7.5, it looks like we have our wide receiver three, Marvin Jones. How do you feel about him in the mid-seventh round, Trash Man? I feel good about Marvin Jones there. He, 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 he averaged like 13 points a game in PPR last year while healthy. Um, pick 8.7. It looks like we have, we've had a, we have a good number of, y, of y, running backs so far. Maybe we could go for wide receiver here because we're having the choice between Anthony Miller and Lamar Miller. Let's go with Anthony Miller and see if Lamar Miller might fall to us here in round nine. No, he's not going to. That's fine with me. But do you know who fell to 9.5? Your favorite. Latavius Murray. What do you think about him? <laughs> don't, don't you like him this year? Speaking of Mark Ingram, playing in that Mark Ingram role. Is he playing in that Mark Ingram role? Oh, yeah. They, they can't play Alvin Kamara as much as, as much as we would all like them to. Kyler Murray falls to pick 10.8. We're going to take him here. And then your boy at 11.5, Devin Funchess. We're going to hope now that at the 12th round, Nope, I was hoping that Dante Moncrief would fall. He did not fall. But we can get your boy right here, Jalen Samuels, at pick 12.8. Let's see what we can do here in the 13th round because this cheat sheet is filled with such a magical mystery. We'll get Traquan Smith. Still in need of a tight end, so we will get that tight end here uh, at our 14th round pick. And we could take either Chris Herndon if we're not worried about the two-game suspension to start, or we could take Mark Andrews, who's due for a – Due for, I think, a good bounce up this year. But we'll just go ahead and take Chris Herndon. That's what the cheat sheet says. Here's the team, trash man. The quarterback, Kyler Murray. The running backs, Melvin Gordon, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray, Jalen Samuels. The wide receivers are Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones, Anthony Miller, Devin Funches, Traquan Smith. The tight end is Chris Herndon. Your immediate thoughts on that epic draft productive and solid yeah you don't think that's sexy what's the what's what's not sexy about kyler murray and melvin gordon derrick henry and aaron jones and ty hilton antonio brown and marvin jones and mark ingram and anthony miller and latavius
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.